This is the Shine On You Crazy Daisy podcast, and I'm your host, Trudy Simmons from the Daisy Chain Group, providing platforms for women entrepreneurs to be seen and heard. This platform is for women entrepreneurs that want to hear the real stories of what it takes to be yourself and run a business with all the different hats that you might have to wear. These are the stories of the tenacious, the rebellious, and the resilient women that are working towards the future that they want to build for themselves and their families. Hello and welcome to Shine You Crazy Daisy. And I am so excited to talk about this chapter from Shine You Crazy Daisy, Volume 3. I have with me the lovely Amy Wright from Kind Tide. Amy, thank you so much for being involved. Please tell us about your business. Hi, Trudy. Um, so I run Kind Tide. Um, I help businesses with their branding and messaging, um, basically helping them transform their comms and marketing from chaotic to calm. Um, and we do that by helping them bring more clarity and kindness into the way that they communicate. Oh, that's beautiful. What absolutely struck a chord with me is that you started off your chapter talking about finding yourself on the bathroom floor. And I think we've all kind of felt like that I don't know we've actually found ourselves there but how did you get there and what patterns could you see oh gosh so um oh it's it's really funny I remember that day like really clearly and I was um I didn't know where else to go basically I was in an open plan office and my boss had asked me to do something I really felt quite uncomfortable doing and it was the last thing in a long line of things and I just could feel the panic coming on so I just bolted off to the toilets and hid in there Well, I tried to figure out how to respond to it because I just genuinely didn't know how to say, no, I'm not doing that. Um, um, It wasn't like terrible. It just was a way of selling that I felt really uncomfortable doing. Um, And I think that over, I'd seen that pattern. It was the first time I genuinely found myself like huddling in the corner of the bathroom floor. And it was the cleanest place in that toilet. There wasn't a seat on the toilet, hence why I was in the corner. (laughs) And... um, because you know sensible things in the midst of panic and uh, I just I kept finding myself in the same situation where I had a job that I'd come into it seemed on paper like a really perfect job Um, and I'd done pretty well at the start and then I wanted to do things a bit differently or change them and I would bump up against things there would be friction it would be difficult or I'd be asked to do things that didn't sit well with me Um, and I'd got really good over the years at just hiding that kind of discomfort and doing it. And eventually I'd just kind of quit and leave. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this particular situation, I just think that I'd got myself so unwell mm-hmm. after so many years of not um, being able to ask for what I wanted or being able to say no <laughs> or I don't feel comfortable doing that, that I, I just, I just didn't know what to do with it. So I, I went and hid in the bathroom until I figured out how to at least try and fix the situation. <laughs> I just feel like so many people are going, oh, I've been there either metaphorically or I've actually been there. And it's, it's so good to have these conversations. How did making people feel uncomfortable fit with your feeling of fairness? And how did hiding your questions benefit you? Oh, so... I, I, th- I always wanted to make people ha- had this sense of like things weren't being fair and I just I, re- I can almost hear myself as a kid like whining that things weren't fair why wasn't why weren't things fair um and there was a time it was always about animals and then it sort of I it, that consciousness kind of developed into 
more for people as well um, not just like myself and personally but bigger things that were happening in the world I found them really difficult to deal with and um, but what I'd started to notice is that when I asked questions around why things were fair people were always like well that's just it's just how it is how it is yeah there's nothing you can do about it don't waste your energy you know focus on yourself you know um making change rather than trying to change these big things that are out of our control and um so I did that but still sometimes particularly if it was to do with authority so teachers mainly teachers bosses later on I I just really annoy them because I just like why are we doing this this doesn't make sense well, what about this and and I could just see I've always been really aware of people's feelings and um, I'm very empathetic I kind of almost some feel it very physically you know if someone else is crying often it'll set me off and so I um I started to notice that people were getting really uncomfortable and that didn't feel really fair because I was putting them I was making them feel bad so I was like, well if I don't ask them questions and I just go along with things and keep quiet everyone will be happy so I just stopped I just I, I just kind of and it, I must have happened slowly over a number of years and I didn't obviously didn't even realize it was happening but I just kind of gone into myself and would bend and mold to fit around what other people wanted mm. um I'm or I've always kind of thought of myself as a bit of a chameleon because I'm very good at adapting in different social situations so that everyone feels happy and comfortable. Yeah. Um, so, um, but it obviously over time that built up yeah. and I just entirely forgotten about myself. Yeah. <laughs> it is incredible what we do to ourselves to, to be acceptable in society when actually asking questions is an amazing quality to have especially in a kid and as you get older and the fact that you have a conscious thought that you hid yourself in that is is heartbreaking in but then but then it gets you to where you are now and you said in the chapter I'm going to quote this you said as I started to be all the things I wanted to help my children be magical things started to happen how did that change things for you Oh gosh. So, so yeah, I realized that, um, and I teach this when I, when I'm teaching people about branding and comms, that people will do what they see other people do. They won't actually do what they're told. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and this is why we see cycles of, um, addiction or mental illness sometimes in families, not always. Um, and I'm certainly not a professional in these areas but um why it often runs in families because people you know they see their parents smoking they see the parents drinking they see the parents addicted to other things they see their um parents with poor mental health and they learn by what they see rather than by what they're told so you can do all this amount of telling your children to um, be themselves be confident ask for what they want you know set boundaries if you're not doing that yourself they're not going to do it so I had to start doing it I had to start expressing my emotions like I literally was when when my kids have been little I we label emotions we start saying you know I feel sad I feel scared I feel happy I feel excited and I found myself having to do that so that they learn by what they see rather than what I'm telling them so you know mommy's feeling a bit frustrated at the minute I'm going to take myself away and have a rest um and so um I had to start asking for things that I wanted have to, had to start having conversations with my husband around um how to keep myself well how to keep him well as well um because you know parenting two small children is really hard (laughs) really hard um and uh I had to start setting boundaries and all those things that I probably 
should, and I hate using the word should, but I probably should have been doing already. Um, it just made such a massive difference to my mental health and my well-being. But that then sort of spread into my business as well. And what I found is as I started to set boundaries in my business to tell clients what I needed in order to be able to do a really good job for them, rather than just like I, I very much came in when I started with a freelance mentality of like, I'll just do what they need me to do. It was just like I had like 20 bosses. It was awful. And um, when, you know, by then setting boundaries and saying, this is what I need, this is how I do my best work. Um, people started to respect that more. Work just became more fun and way more productive. And the results that we were seeing, you know, people began to trust me more because they could see that I trusted myself and I was leading things rather than expecting them to, because they're not experts in yes. what I do. That's why they hire me. Um, and I think that's part of the problem with some of the jobs I'd had over the years is that, you know, they they bring you in for your expertise and your experience, but really they have a set way of doing things and they just then tell them to tell you what to do. They don't like it when you challenge the status quo. So you've got all this experience, but you've then been told not to use it, mm. which I always found incredibly frustrating. Um, so, so it just kind of expanded out into all aspects of my life, really. And I, I've, like almost like unraveled all of the behaviors that I had learned and I, I don't get me wrong I don't think it's a finished process by any stretch I think I'm still very much in the middle of it and I don't in fact I very often don't get it right but at the same time um it's just made such a big difference to like I say to all aspects of my life um yeah <laughs> oh brilliant Amy and I think that um when we start our businesses and we can listen to all these different people and all of everybody's opinions but when we start leading our clients and setting the boundaries that suit our business that we have built it actually gives more opportunity for you to have a sustainable business and for your clients to realize yeah. that this is do it do it what's right do it in a way that's right for you whatever that business is and you have mirrored that with your children and you are mirroring that in the way that you say that I'm still learning because we're always still learning. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I just love it. Thank you. Um, if there's one lesson that you would want every entrepreneur to know, what would it be? Don't listen to anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Like, I mean, not in the sense of like ever, but um, I think the, the thing for me that has unlocked a lot of things is list trusting my gut and my instinct again that came from when I had my first son mm. I um that feeling it's almost physical sometimes I felt things physically in my body when I was being given advice or told how to do things and my body would be saying no 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 stop that and actually tuning into that and remembering that that's actually been there all along kids have that really strongly and it's always beaten out of us but yeah. metaphorically beaten out of us because you know so we teach people to conform and do what they're told and be quiet and everything and so tuning into that voice inside you and listening to your gut your soul your heart your body however it manifests for you and I'm not genuinely generally like a, a woo-woo person as such but at the same time like that feeling of us having a knowing that we we know yeah. about and we we need to learn to trust it because often, and I find it more as I get better at listening to it, I feel things physically in my body. I'll, I'll think I'm going to do this mm. and I'll either feel a sense of excitement or I'll feel this pit in my stomach and I'll be like, oh, oh, that's not quite right. So I think listening to your gut and yourself and trusting yourself mm. um, and trusting when you know that you do need extra help, but trusting when you actually know what you're doing yeah. um, and listening to that rather Absolutely. than the... 
often unsolicited advice thrown at us from all directions. I say that you can listen to <laughs> 10 people in a conference and from each of those speakers where they've got a formula that they follow, you might take one piece of that formula, but it doesn't mean that you have to follow the whole formula. Don't not get information, don't not get help, but use it in a way that is right for you and going with what Absolutely. you said, following your gut instinct at all times. <laughs> What's your favourite business book? Oh, so this was a really tricky one for me to think about. I, there was, I have so many, but um, I've gone with um, This Is Marketing by Seth Godin. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Seth, if you haven't heard of Seth Godin, I highly recommend going and signing up for his daily emails because the way he, he... I don't want to align myself with him in the sense that, like, he and I think so similarly. <laughs> but he was the first person that I had heard from, particularly in the marketing world, mm-hmm. who thinks in a very similar way to I do. And it's very much around um, permission and consent-based marketing, um, being kind, um, being inclusive, being uh, creating community, you know, and, and it, it sounds, particularly if you have a traditional marketing or sales background, it can sound very like huggy and like, not like it's actually going to be that effective. But the way he talks about how to market in here is very customer driven. It's very much about um, building your business around what your community and your customers, and it's not even your business. It could be um, your nonprofit or your charity or anything, but it's listening to your community and what they need. And uh, the, the strap line is you can't be seen until you learn to see. And I think it, I kind of want, I don't know, I want to change Seth Godin's work. That sounds dreadful, but it's almost like you can't be heard until you learn to listen. Yes. Um, and it's just, it was so reaffirming for me at a time when I needed to, um, reassure myself that you can do marketing and actually just run your business in a way that is kind and collaborative rather than um in that sell sell more more mentality so if you find it i've always recommend i recommend it to almost all of my clients but at the same time if you are if you find marketing a bit kind of like shouty Mm. i highly recommend this book because it it makes you see that you actually by building community it can be as easy as saying hey, I do this thing that could probably really help you. Yeah. And someone goes, oh my gosh, yes, I need that. And it feels so much nicer than buy my stuff, buy my stuff. (laughs) No one needs that. We've had enough of that. I get told off for writing in capitals, but when people actually know me, they know that's how I speak. I get overexcited about things. <laughs> I have to capitals do are helpful. They're helpful for emphasis. Like, I'm a fan of the exclamation marks. You yeah. know, like, um, is it? I'm going to might get the name wrong, but I think when you use two or three in a row, it's called an interrobang, which I just love. <laughs> it sounds, I think that's what it's called. It might be entirely wrong. I'm really sorry if there are any. hang all over the place Amy this has been a pleasure thank you so much for being a part of volume three at Shine Your Crazy Daisy and in the podcast thank you for having me it's been a pleasure and I'm excited to read the rest of the book (laughs) thank you for listening if you like what you've heard please leave a review and come back for more inspiration and if you're ready for more motivation please go to my website and buy the Shine On You Crazy Daisy series of books with inspirational and motivating stories from businesswomen around the world. But wait, there's more. Come and join the Shine On You Crazy Daisy membership for knowledge, accountability, networking, co-working and support. We will give you the knowledge that you need in a workshop and the support and encouragement to implement for the growth of your business. More details are available on my website, thedaisychaingroup.com.